It's important to support small businesses now more than ever. And that's why I wanted to tell y'all about geeky and kinky pins. I fucking love these things and I wanted to give them a shout out, partially because the owner of them is a huge fan of the podcast. He came to our live show in LA. He's been a Patreon member for years and he makes a quality product. They're enamel pins and he's been hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic since a huge chunk of his sales come from convention sales. And he goes to places like the AVN Awards, and he can't do that because the we ain't having conventions for a while, except maybe ManhorCon. It's a very small convention. <laughs> so um, I wanted to show him some love because I hope people out there, I hope you'll hear this and give him some love back. My favorite pin is uh, it's a Hitachi with the Elder Wand symbol from Harry Potter. So it becomes literally a magic wand. That's so cool. He's also got t-shirts and other goodies over there with some of these fun, geeky, and kinky designs. And he's willing to offer Manhorp Podcast listeners a special deal. Buy at least three pins and you're going to get one for free. All you got to do is go to geekyandkinky.com and use promo code MANHOR. That's geekyandkinky, G-E-E-K-Y-K-I-N-K-Y.com and use promo code MANHOR when you buy at least three pins. So buy, buy four pins, use the code, you pay for three. You know what I meant. One more time, geekyandkinky.com, promo code MANHOR. Not for nothing, he's also a great Instagram follow, at Geeky and Kinky Pins. Seriously, so cool. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all of you love birds, you horn dogs, you smitten kittens, and all of you cuddle monsters. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. And I've got a jam-packed episode for y'all this week, everybody. Uh, my main guest this week is porn star Lauren Phillips. We're also going to hear some phone sex tips from dating coach Adam Lyons. And uh, you know what? Longtime fan whores are going to appreciate hearing a few throwback voices who have something new to say. And I can't wait to share all that with y'all in a little bit. But first, hey, Australian fan whores, Australian whoreheads, are you listening? I need your help. Uh, not only do I want you to go out and buy a copy of Marie Claire magazine on May 7th, but... Uh, gosh, if anyone could pick me up an extra copy or, or a few copies and mail them back to the States, that'd be super appreciated. Speaking of my wonderful girlfriend, I hope you've all been enjoying our Corona cast, uh, which is the extra episodes coming out on Saturdays until quarantine is over. Uh, you know, just a little bit of relationship updates from us, uh, everywhere thing from, uh, does Billy snore? to, you know, how to communicate in a fight under quarantine. And we even got my mom on the thing yesterday when we went to go visit. So, you know, I, I hope you all are enjoying those. Uh, if you have a question specifically for Megan or for the Corona cast, we'd love to get them from you. Uh, so shoot us an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. Let me know that that is for Megan or for Corona cast, and you'll probably hear it on an upcoming Saturday. 
Again, that's manwhorepod at gmail.com. Many of y'all know that we have been doing a man whore March Madness uh, bracket. You know, ever since the NCAA canceled the canceled the tournament, I was like, well, we still need something to gamble on. So uh, I've been running a little March Madness style tournament on my Instagram stories. And we are down, everybody, to the final foursome. Oh, yeah. They can't televise this one on TV. Uh, we are down to the last four uh, competitors for the Best Man Horror Podcast episode of all time. An accomplishment that the New York Times called, huh? And so I've hit them, uh, the, the subjects of those four episodes, I've hit them all up asking if they'd share a few words about how they feel uh, having come so far. So the first person we're going to be hearing from is Roxanne from episode 180, The Oral Sex Auditions. Hi, Manhor podcast fans, and of course, the super awesome Billy. Um, I can't believe that my episode has made it so far with you guys. I'm super honored. Um, I think back to that day so fondly, constantly, and I pretty much tell everyone I know, like, you would not believe what I did. Honestly, at the end of the day, feminism is inviting a bunch of strangers to your house to eat you out, and I would like you to prove me wrong. Ha! <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Prove her wrong, somebody. Prove her wrong. And if you do, you're probably second wave. Okay. Uh, now, the oral sex auditions, Roxanne, she's going to be going up against the subject of episode 147 titled Kicking Dicks with Andrea Allen. Hello, man whores, fan whores, fans of the doors, big snores, colonoscopy bores. This is Andrea Allen saying thank you for nominating me to be your queen. I've had so much fun with Billy over the years, talking about kicking dicks, talking about how we can't have sex with one another, yelling at my ex-boyfriends on live shows, God, getting in fights with his fans about my use of colorful language, woo! Giving Billy a test to see if he was a sex addict and him passing with flying colors and then not doing anything about it. What a treat. I am so happy to be part of your fan whore fam. Thank you for nominating me. Let's take these fucking cucks out and make me the queen. Suck it. That's going to be one hell of a matchup. And over on the other side of the bracket, uh, the subject of episode 152, one of the naked episodes. I'm sure you all remember those where I met up with total strangers from the internet to talk about love and sexuality. Hillary actually made a comeback last year, but her original episode 152 has made it to the final foursome, and, well, she'd just like to say a few words. Hey, everybody. It's Hillary from the Naked episode. I'm honored to have made it this far, and I'm glad someone enjoyed my stories. If anyone listened to my more recent episode, I just wanted to let you know that I'm doing so much better now, and I'm, like, the happiest I've ever been, aside from the current global situation. Thanks. Hillary will be going up against a much more recent episode, an episode so good, it's not only made its way into this tournament, but has also found its way to the final foursome. From episode 306, we've got Brian from the Front Porch Swingers. Let's hear what Brian's got to say. Hey, everyone. This is Brian from Front Porch Swingers. 
I'm really honored to be part of the final four of Billy's Best Episode Bracket. Uh, super excited to think that we were just in Vegas during uh, an AVN convention and I could have been hanging out with porn stars. Instead, talking to Billy about my failed marriages and the cartel. Although, to be fair, it did end with my significant other sucking both of our cocks. So it wasn't a complete and total loss. And apparently what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. I've promised Billy if I win this entire thing, there's a whole lot more stories to come the next time we talk. Thanks, everyone. Voting for the best man whore podcast episode ever is going to uh, reconvene tomorrow, Thursday on my Instagram stories. Follow me on Instagram at Billy is Procida. That's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. Get voting and make your voice heard. Because you know what? The president administration may not let you do voting in November. So like vote on anything you can up until then. You know, a few years from now, you might be just, you know, You might be sitting around being like, hey, remember voting? That was crazy. And now for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of our fan whore community on the Patreon. For example, Cassandra. A cute little darling from the Midwest. Hey, the peep show misses you, honey. We all hope things are going okay back home. And we hope to see you again soon. Uh, thank you to Nathan Williams from Boston. What you going to do without your Tom Brady, Boston? I don't know. But, hey, I'm glad to have you in the community. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Penny Beretta. Oh, you. Right. Hi. We were just DMing on Instagram last night. Uh, <laughs> Penny Beretta is such a fun name. It's it's either the name of a gun or a burlesque dancer. I don't know. But I'm glad that she's part of the community. And I want to give a shout-out to James. Thanks, you hamhead. Much appreciated. Glad to have you aboard. And now for this week's guest, Lauren Phillips. Uh, I connected with Lauren up at the AVN Awards. This is an oldie. Uh, you know, we're talking actually, it's interesting because we recorded this back at the end of January, but we're talking about, you know, staying connected with people in a way that's obviously super relevant to right now. And I'm excited to share with y'all this week. Let's get into me with Lauren Phillips. Well, I think when it comes, because I can. Yeah. So I'm so used to having like, you have the camera there. No one's responding to you. Yeah. So it's or they're not kinda, responding with to what you yeah, say. It's, it's not like, like this, you know, they're just typing and I have to kind of like catch the readings of it. Yeah. You might you might like share some sort of soliloquy about that day at the mm-hmm. grocery store and they're like, cool, show your tits. Kind of. Like, You'd be surprised. They get really in depth. I had uh, I've had a couple fans that kind of like, you know. Uh, I had one fan that like lost, like he was transitioning into jobs and, uh, I was there as a mental support Yeah, and I had one when I like moved to LA kind of like, uh, helped the transition of me getting there as well. Oh, So no, they're actually, they're very supportive there. It's not just, it, it, yes, they want to, that sexual like connection, but they still want to, they want to get the person more, more of a, yeah. it's like a sexual therapist. Well, it's like if they can get into you, and which is, I think, the beautiful thing about the, I've been talking about this a lot recently, where it's like, whether it's porn or comedy or music, like, there's a lot of this, like, even if the content isn't this elite level, con- like, content, so if you're not making the best raps in the game, but people, f- like, love you mm-hmm. f- through your social media, through your TikTok, through your stories, whatever, it's like people are fucking rabid for whatever you're making. Yeah, it's like, I don't it's hard to explain. Like, 
uh, people still want that connection. And it's I think it's a human thing. You yeah. know, like back in the day when you would meet somebody, you would go to like social events and stuff like that. It was just that was the thing. But now everything's on the Internet. So I think people are craving more of that social connection because they're not really physically getting it like physically. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about this with Penny, like right before I got here uh, was we were talking about JOI videos and mm -hmm. she was like, I love them. My husband doesn't see the appeal. And I was like, well, I, I dig them. And she was like, what's the appeal? And I was like, cause it's like this, it's like this one-on-one -on -one thing. It feels like she's not performing for whoever's watching. It's like right now, like this eye contact mm -hmm. with the camera, it's instructions to me. It's like, so it was like, I always feel like it's for a guy um, it's like a person jerk, like, even though you are jerking your own dick, it's like the person is actually jerking your dick because they're telling you how to do it. Yeah. And that's, it makes me feel more connected yeah. to that video, to that performer. To that, I do know, a lot of JYs. Ah, My fans love them. How do you, how do you keep them fun and different? Um, I basically like describe it how I would actually do it. And each thing is just different. Like some, uh, sometimes I do like a tease and denial. Okay. So then they don't get to come. Yeah. See, I have, I have issue with the, within the world of JOI with the, the, the ruined orgasm Aww. ones, because if you're not into it and yeah. it's not labeled as such, yeah, no, that's a long all... 15 minutes yeah. to then at the very end find out yeah. like I'm not allowed. <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. It's like you get the two and I'm like, you're kidding me. Because <clears throat> like you still come, but now I'm like angry. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I, and I also play with edging. Edging so yeah. it's 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 I I don't call it a tease and denial. It's more of a tease. So I'll I'll usually like sometimes tell the guy to stop jerking. I like those where like it, it's not part of it's not the end of it, but it's yeah. a pause. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, like almost like they. It's almost like red light green light type feel. <laughs> but and, and I've seen literal JOIs that were red light green. Yeah. Light. Uh, um and then um. Sometimes I have a countdown. Sometimes I don't. Mm. Um, sometimes I take a longer countdown. So I'll do like a countdown and then I'll add dirty talk a little bit. And I stretch it out where like it's almost like they they're like waiting, waiting for me to say one. <laughs> um, what else? I, I don't know. I, I usually you when just, I like, do, do them, different accents, different costumes. Um, sometimes if, if I'm if it's a custom or something, sure. but it's um. Usually, if it's for me, I I do, I do a theme, and how I feel that day is the way that theme's gonna go. Okay. So, because I feel like if I overthink it, it's not like natural. Okay. And that is a sex is a very natural thing that comes to people. It's a it's a connection. If you overthink it, then you kind of lose that like. I don't know, organic connection that you would have with somebody. Right. But if you're making like, you know, making content, the volume at which you do, I feel like, like if I were doing it, I would at some point go, well, I'm not going to catch lightning in the bottle every time I just go yeah. with what I'm feeling. So I have off days. It's yeah. just like when I'm on set, like if they're like, I've had some times where I guess we talked about, I can talk a lot, but like if I'm super tired, if I've shot a lot or something like that and I go on set and they want me to use most of the time, they want me to ad lib a lot of stuff. Because um, they, they know that I can talk and they know yeah. I can run with anything. Uh, but I have off days just like everybody else where I'm kind of like trying to um, figure out what to say or kind of like uh, nothing's coming to my, my brain at that time. Um, it's usually that's when I'm tired. 
Um, but like, could happens. someone watch you? Could someone watch you camming and like tell that like, uh, I don't, I maybe yeah. maybe Lauren just needs to have a nap instead. Yeah, I, I've had where um, I just like don't know what to talk about anymore, and I'm like, damn, I must be fucking tired because <laughs> usually that's what it is because it's just like my brain wants to shut down. (laughs) (laughs) The camion was always cool. You know, you were saying before, like connecting with specific people or knowing Mm -hmm. specific folks. Do you, keep notes because like when i used to cam i, I remember should. keeping notes i'm like this one's in his early 40s divorced probably bisexual or like this one you know just came out or and is or just had a breakup and stuff like that and that was yeah. when they came back i could be like oh, how are you doing with the breakup i i should and actually something I'm, i want to start doing what it's called like a what a crm or something like that mm. a client something management yeah. what I, um oh client relationship management yeah, I actually looked into it, and I I need to start doing that. I just have really good memory. So you do you really just like I know that username, and I remember what we. I talked know that I I know their username better than I know their name, and then I can understand. I I know what we like usually can remember what we talk about. That's something. It's remembering someone's name. That's like usually my fucking problem. That's literally. <laughs> I have upset my roommate. Will have like friends over, and I will. I will keep asking for their names again. Yeah. And he's like, Billy, this is the eighth time you met them. It's starting to be disrespectful. But it's like, I can name all the things we've talked about. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know you majored in this and you do poetry, but you also work retail and you fucking hate it. And you also have a crush on the cashier. Like, I feel like those are more important things to remember than whatever letters your parents picked when you got right? born. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, um, when I see people, like, I'll be like, oh, um, Oh, did you find that house yet? Oh, like how's your like your dog? Like things that like I probably have seen them in set like months ago. Yeah. And then when I see them, I can say, How is this? Oh, how are you doing? I know this happened to you, blah, blah, blah. I saw this on like Twitter. Like I go up to people and if someone like um per- perfect example, uh Bridget B, right? Okay. When I saw her, I went up and said, congratulations for being a contract star. She got a contract star. I And I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't have to. And I saw it a while ago, but it, I made sure to like do that. Um, it's just like little things I feel like... Um, it makes it feel like you actually more. listen to whenever yeah. we spoke. Like if like, we run into each other at AVN next year mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, podcast guy, how was something that we ended up talking mm-hmm. about during this? I would rather you remember that. Oh, that's the guy I did that podcast with and he told me about this thing with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder how that went. Yeah. I'd rather that than you just remembering, hey, Billy, and nothing else. Yeah, and it's funny because I have fans that come up to me all the time and they're like, do you remember seeing... Hey, do you remember me? And I really, just really bad at names. But if they like recall, if they... Oh, I can like remember the. F- I remember the. Give me faces. a hint, Vinny from Minnesota. Oh, now oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me enough of it. How how long have you been camming versus? Uh, were you camming before you got into mm-hmm. scene work? Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been uh, on the webcam? Six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. What right? was your first site? My first. I started out on Streamate. I was there for I think about six months, and then I went to Chatterbait, and I've been on Chatterbait for. Uh, a solid six years. I have been on MFC uh, when I, I was a full time cam girl. So I did 40 hours a week. It was like a job. It was like I took it very seriously. Um, and I would uh, go and chatterbait in the morning. And then I would take like a hour, hour and a half break, like, <laughs> like a job. And then I would do it, um, uh, my free camps. Would you have it on your calendar? Just like hanging there? Be like, this is the days we're doing the things yeah. where, you know, we're taking our top off I these used, days. Yeah, I used to do, I would do Monday through Friday. 
I got to make then, my wheel. Yeah, I would do Monday through Friday, and then I would uh, shoot content on the weekend. And yeah, it was, it was a thing. Like it's now that. And I were you shoot- also carrying a job in the beginning of that? No. No. Okay. Okay. No, I basically I moved to uh, moved to Florida by myself, and I had started doing a little bit of porn. And then my friend told me, and because I, I did, I met the person that told me about camming. I had just started doing a little bit of porn and like nude modeling um, was, uh, oh God, what's her name? Uh, Carrie Riley. Yeah. She don't think, she's amateur pro. Uh, no, amateur, I think now. And um, she was like, you should get on streaming. And I was like, you should cam. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Um, and I just did it and it was a hit. And I was like, perfect. And it just, did you delay going to do more? You know, you said you were, I was doing a little bit of porn. Did yeah. you stop doing the porn for a bit to just I camp? did my own porn at that time. Yeah, okay. it was, uh, I saw a lot of like the stories I was telling, I was hearing from people because I love talking about, uh, talking to people and getting their like advice, maybe some opinions, like their experiences and of, stuff on like camming? that. On adult okay. in general. And I had noticed a lot of porn like uh, had a revolving door and I didn't want to be part of the revolving door. So I was like, this was before cam girls were doing porn. It was not a thing. Right. Yet. Like AVN was two porn stars was uh, uh, hosting it. It was not my free cams wasn't a sponsor. Chatterbait wasn't there. It, was it used the only to be porn. like with TV and film, like you didn't do both. Yeah. So this was before it wasn't really popular. So like I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get on on cam i'll build my name up and then when i'm ready and i save up enough money i'm going to go to la and that's what i did i did i was not recruited on cam i purposely did uh that that was my business plan so after camming for two and a half years i decided to move to la and that's what i did when did camming start to get the risk uh, i guess industry respect if i'm saying it right um, I want to say a year after what I, I want to say a full year in, in LA was when, uh, it wasn't that cam girls were coming into porn. Um, agents were going onto cam sites, recruiting cam girls. The way like an agent in Hollywood might like go look through YouTube yeah. series mm-hmm. and find yeah. the next star on there mm-hmm. and just yeah. be like, oh. that was like, oh, I got recruited. Uh, they would, uh, I got recruited off Chatterbaiter. I got recruited off such and such. And I was like, interesting. And um, now a lot of like girl uh, cam girls will do like a couple porn and then they just go and do camming. Mm-hmm. But my mine was like, I wanted to cam, but my main goal was to be a porn star. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, how uh, and when did you decide like I want to be a porn star? It's it's so funny because um, no, it's I one was... of those jobs like so. Gaff, are you familiar with Jim Gaffigan? Mm. <clears throat> He's a stand-up comedian and he has like a joke about like the Pope and it's like like somewhere there must have been a kid who growing up was like I want to be Pope and he's like you know I'm acting I was like oh, here he comes the most holy of holy Pope Jim you know it's like yeah. it's like like porn's also one of those jobs where it's like you don't think about uh, kids thinking they want to grow up to be that like you don't think the kid grows up I have to, be to Pope. say I wasn't like I wasn't like when I was eight going yeah. like yeah man I'm gonna be a porn star no no but like yeah. it, that's what I'm saying yeah. it's like that's not a thing so it's like it's a very much adult thing people think about it's, becoming it's funny because what happened was that 
Um, I was a professional dancer for five years. I have a degree in dance from okay. Rutgers. And what kind of dance did you do? Uh, modern dance. Oh, modern. I, and I the was most, the most uh, confusing of the dances. <laughs> it's it's artistic. It's, it's, it's artistic. I, I don't like I don't like things with a lot of rules. And I don't. <laughs> and I've been like a this, true Jersey this, girl, this by is, the way. <laughs> I have always been the type of chick that I don't like a, a lot of rules. And I don't like forming to society. So if society's saying that the American dream is for me to get married, have kids, and have a white picket fence, I'm the one like, oh, fuck that shit. I'm going to go be a porn star. Right. It's like, what can <laughs> I think of that's semi-opposite Yeah. That? And it was the same thing with dance. Like... Uh, I I was I was trained in everything, um, but ballet had too many rules, and modern was very uh, rebellious type art at that time. Now mm. they have a ton of like hip hop wasn't even popular yet; it was just coming out, you know, uh, or lyrical and stuff like that. But so um, I was also a backup dancer for a Tina Turner impersonator, and one of my. <laughs> Yeah. One of my <laughs> That's a spot on the resume. One of my dancer friends who I actually taught when she uh, I taught her when she was in high school. We were almost close to the same age, just a little older than her. And we became really good friends. I'm still friends with her actually. And I was losing that love for my arts, that like, you know, that passion. It was starting to feel like a job. And I'm trying to survive. I was working four jobs trying to survive. And she just turned, I remember going saying, I, I have to figure out something else to do. Like, I can't do this. I don't want to lose. I'd rather dance be a hobby and our extra money instead of being my main uh, job. And she was like, Lauren, you would be great as a porn star. Where'd that come from? <laughs> how'd, you re- how'd you react to that I sincerely? Never thought of that. <laughs> I was intrigued. I was always a sexual person now. Yeah. Like, I've always been a sex. Everyone always like everyone always felt comfortable talking about sex with me um i was a very sexual person um i think at one point i sold sex toys um i, I told you i had a lot of jobs i like how you <laughs> say like i think of all these like hustles i had i think i did that I think one too I did at one point. Um, <laughs> oh, it was such a short amount of time <laughs> but you, you were very um like a very why do you think people came to you to share I think people felt comfortable yeah yeah because I think people know when other people are judging them. Mm. And that's what makes us feel uncomfortable is if someone's judging us because we fear that what their judgment's going to be about. So if you're there um, listening to somebody mm-hmm. and not judging them and just truly listening, because so- you can tell when someone's listening yeah. and how they respond. Um People are really appreciative about it because I don't think a lot of people listen to each other. But some... <clears throat> there's something about you that has to bring out like you, you're getting the sex questions and the yeah. sex stories as opposed to getting I these think, other types of questions. Like, I, like I get people asking me about like polyamory because I'm very open about mm-hmm. my relationship models. And so, but it's only because I put that flag out there that people came. Well, you to always me. have yeah. to, you always have to uh, give a little to get a little, sure. you know? So uh, I, it's been so long since I've, I've done that, you know, I kind of like, have to give, like, were you the friend in college talking about sex yeah, all the time? I was the one to be like, oh, blah, 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 or this and this and this. And then it would just go on. I remember, I remember people talking, like asking like advice. I remember this one girl, I was, I was working at a preschool. I want <laughs> a lot of jobs. Yeah. I sold sex toys sometimes. <laughs> I worked in a preschool. I, told I had a lot of jobs. And uh, one of the teachers there, 
uh, I, I forget at the time. I think I was part time selling sex toys, and she had started uh, dating this guy who was really big. And I big was, like, like husky big no, or big like, cock big. big. Okay, yeah. And she's like, I can't take it. I don't know what to do. And at the time, I was selling sex toys, so I was like, Well, you need to stretch yourself out. And I was like telling her what toys and how to ease into it now they're married and they have like twins and it was <laughs> so <laughs> like i don't know thanks I just, to you th- thanks uh, to me you know yeah. it's like you out there stretched out right, that pussy to, right. you know to, to, to so, that. <laughs> i don't know i some i feel like and i don't i don't mean this as like a cocky thing because i don't really try to i'm very humble I feel like I have a face where people like to talk to me and I respond very well. So I think people just like to talk to somebody like that. Like I have people, I smile at people all the time and that like, cause I just naturally smile right. and people will just come up and start talking to me. I used to travel when I would go to Philadelphia and take dance class and stuff. I would talk to random people all the time. It was, <laughs> that's a Jersey thing. Yes. I mean, I, I, but I, I mean, I get that too. And I live in New York city where like, I feel like people just think you can just, do that but I don't, yeah. I don't know why i get a lot of people who just start telling me life stories yeah. and sometimes i'm very open to listen to it if i'm just really bored and i feel like being amused but also there's times when i'm just like i dude come on i'm trying to listen to my podcast i'm trying to trying to i'm trying to read my book i don't we're really need like to that. hear this we're all like that yeah. you know it's after a while you're kind of like i don't feel like sharing today you yeah. know it's like and also i sometimes am not i don't feel like receiving yeah your share today mm-hmm. yeah and and so at these conventions, I feel for you, you gals, so hard at these things, you know, like AVN or Exotic or Expiz or something, because like you've got these people who are so excited to come see you, and there's definitely some social awkward folks amongst that crowd, and they just kind of want to share, and they're yeah. excited, and, and a lot of times not coming from a malicious place, so, and you know this, they're just and really yet, excited, and so it's like I yeah. feel like how do you maintain a boundary, or how do you advocate for when you're just kind of done receiving that even though you know they're not doing anything objectively wrong mm-hmm. you just are like i'm kind of tapped out all right so this is the thing all right this is how i was taught all right okay. uh, i was taught when i was a dancer when you enter that door right you're getting ready for work you leave your shit at the door so when i'm in that convention i am lauren phillips and i am there as a performer and those all my fans and my I like I, I like fans. But I like to call them supporters because they're support. They're helping me. If it wasn't for them, like you know, even searching me on Pornhub and watching and giving me views, man, it helps me. Um, I'm they are spending their money to see me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave my shit at the door, and if I have to go guzzle like some soda to get me some like energy, I will. But I would. Um, it's 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 a at the end of the day, it's still work. Like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go to like, you know, if you go to like a Starbucks sometimes or like a coffee place or like you go out shopping and the the person like kind of brushes you off and it kind of like affects you. Yeah. Like I've gone to a place and they're like here and I'll, I'll sarcastically be like, I hope you have a really great day today. And it kind of clicks into their mind that you're at work. When I used to, when I was in high school and I used to work at a grocery store because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I was I did the small jobs just as well. I did the the jobs that you had to like a nine to five. I oh well, I was in high school, so sure, it wasn't really yeah. nine to five, but you know what I mean. Um and minimum wage was way lower than it is now. And um 
I always went there with a smile on my face because I think people forget that we're, we all, we all affect each other. We all influence mm. each other and stuff like that. So when I'm at the convention center, I try to, I leave my shit at the door and I'm there for my, for my supporters. I'm there for them. I've never snapped anyone unless they're rude to me. Right. I might put them like I, like today I had some, I was trying to get to my booth and I, <laughs> this is gonna be funny. I hate being late. <laughs> I actually get really. I no, get, no, if they think, no, no. See, it's more like you were on time for the second one. It's like <laughs> I actually get really anxious. Like I, I'll get really, really anxious if I know I'm gonna be late. Like I have to be 15 minutes early for everything. It's usually it's a thing. My Good heart will you. start pounding. <laughs> it's like so. I was, um, I had an interview. And I had a rush to get to my booth and there's a big group and I'm like filling around. I'm like, hey guys, and I'm trying to go. And this one like douchebag is like, oh, you're just going to get cut in front of us. Like we're not moving either. And then of course I go to him. I was like, dude, you can be sarcastic to me all day long. I'm from New Jersey. I'm raised with it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I was you, I would just like grab the tits and be like, this is why I get to cut in front of you. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm getting paid to be at this booth. It's my job. You paid to you're see me. To be, yeah, you're paying like, to be what? here. <laughs> I am being paid to be here. So I have to be here. So um, yeah, but it, that was usually that's the only. And it's, but if, when, if someone's like coming at you like sincere and polite, like yeah. you will stick it out. You I've, will Elizabeth Warren ten thousand mm, selfie yeah. line mm-hmm. until it's just yeah. so to everyone's. Good. I've had I've had a lot of like people that sometimes cross the line. I've had stalkers that would sure. just stand there and or like if they touch me without my consent. And I just, you know, I always say it's refine. I call it ref refining my boundaries. And I'm like, dude. I have way more control in here than you do. Mm. If you cross the line, it just takes a snap for you to get kicked out and you will not be allowed in here anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think so. You, my fan, my like my fans are really good. Like I, I actually promote the same thing on, on social media. Mm. There is um, my, my supporters are very positive oriented. And I think that's because I reflect that on air. So like when someone might say, Oh, Lauren, you're prettier than her. I'd be like, uh, two is always better than one. We're both gorgeous. Yeah. Why can't we? Why? You why know? are we pitting one so against the other? I always try to have a positive twist. Yeah. Like, or um, if I see like maybe they put me like they'll do like re- reverse it and put me down. I'd be I'll be like, yeah, but I'm the one that's closer to getting into her pussy than you. Yeah. Like, stuff <laughs> like that. You know, it's just like, um, it's I I'm very against negativity. And it, it, I feel like it reflects in my brand. Where did that, where did that attitude come from? It's um, not like you decided I'm going to be the positive brand chick. I just know negativity is very like mean and it hurts. And I've been bullied throughout my life. And then being an adult and being cyber bullied, it has really been an effect too. And I don't think people understand like, I, you know, uh, you know, I'm like 32 years old. And when you have uh, a few years ago, when I was like in my, when I was in my late 20s, uh, and I got cyber bullied, I don't think people understand that I'm still human. And having like, people go at you like all at once. And no one is there to like, stick up for you. It, it hurts because like, I know, a ton of people around here. Like I know a lot of people. I was always taught you say hi to people. Mm. I everyone I see, I always say hi. I always acknowledge that. That was a, a parents taught you. Mm-hmm. You're always- yeah. So um, 
it just hurts. So I know what it feels like. And if I don't want to feel that way, I would never want someone to feel that way either. And I was raised Catholic, even though I'm not, I don't celebrate, I don't yeah. continue to do it. You saw the light and yeah. the light said, this might not be real. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm a very open person now. Like I believe in treat others as you like to be treated. And I'm very like that. And I am glad that my parents raised the me that The teachings way. of the Bible, yeah. which the people who actually really love the Bible seem to have forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> I am not here to judge anybody. Yeah. I'm not here to be mean to anybody. I'm here to, uh, you know, bring a little like intimacy and it's not, doesn't have to be for with one person. I have couples that come up to me all the time and they're like, we love your porn. Like I, I, um, I help people, you know, with like a little bliss sometimes, you know, do you, I mean, but there's still gotta be some kind of some, some darkness somewhere in this head thing of yours. Really? My mom is like also a super positive, also Catholic, uh, Jersey girl. Um, <laughs> it was super positive, bright. She's probably one of the most optimistic people mm. I'll ever meet in my mm-hmm. life. She's the type of person who make the, t- to, she'll make the type of joke if you're like having a rough day. She'll be like, don't forget what my blood type is. Be positive, right? <laughs> but, but I'm not like that too much. But, but like, but bright chipper and like trying to like keep the positivity going. If the FBI knocked on my door tomorrow and said my mom's a, a mass serial murderer, I'd be like, I could see it. <laughs> Anyone that cheerful, there's something you're hiding. No, Some, someone's got to be hiding. I, I um. I have my downsides. Like, um, I can get depressed sometimes. Like, I'm normal. I suffer from a a body dysmorphia. So, like, you know, I can people. People, people all around me all the time say how beautiful I am, and I don't believe it. Like, Mm -hmm. I look in the mirror and I don't see what they see, and it's something I suffer with since I was, you know, a dancer. When I was a dancer, I stayed at myself in the mirror in a leotard and tights, and you got poked and prodded. You're like, like, where's that? I can can fix that Mm -hmm. quarter-inch thing that you can grab, which is just called skin. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I'm, I'm not perfect. But, I but where does it, where's your, what's your outlet for it? Cause it doesn't seem, it seems like you don't let that affect your interaction with fans. Yeah. Cause that's not what the, the fans, the fans are trying to, I'm, I'm a fantasy. I'm the one that's, they're supposed to come to me for that escape. Mm. So I have a personal, oh, oh, try to have a personal life. <laughs> but most of the time when I'm trying to like my relaxation to kind of get in is like I watch movies. I, I like reading books. I like escaping into that. Do you that. do affirmations? You seem like you do some affirmations. I do. <laughs> I, sometimes. I yeah. try to be good at it. I'm trying them out now. I try. When I do my morning pages. If I'm feeling down, I try to throw in some affirmations and be like, I provide value in this space. I'm a half decent person. Yeah. Know? Like I I do it where um I don't write them down. I write it down once, but then uh I'll say it in the mirror. And it's yeah. you're supposed to help you believe it because it's uh trying to basically reprint retrain your subconscious. Right. Right now, like I've been going through uh a real like body's dysmorphia thing. So right now, like everyone's like, Oh, I love your body. And in my mind, I'm like, Well, I'm glad you like it because I don't right now. <laughs> and it's it's just something I'm going through like a pe- I'm going through, I don't want to say a period because that sounds really retarded, but I'm going through a, like a, a change right now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 32 and as a woman, my body's going to naturally change anyway. And, um, 
So like right now, my uh, affirmation is uh, I go in the mirror and I'm like, I love my body. I love my body. And I'll just repeat it like a good five, maybe 10 times, depending on the time I have. But I've had so many compliments for like my it's It's just so weird. Your subconscious is like is the endless bully in your head. Completely. Yeah, the, the, all the all the bullies from grade school they still mm. live up there, yeah. and it's just like I mean I, I'll give I talk about I mean I also have my eating disorder issues and mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty open and vocal about it, which causes people on like Instagram and shit to go like Hey, you know like you're not this I'm like Yeah, but not like. It's I mean, a mental thing. It's totally mental. Yeah. Although I did finally start identifying as cute like about a year or two ago. I was like, I will call myself cute, but I'm not going to love my body yet. <laughs> it's funny because like um, my mind, like I, I consider myself pretty, but when people are like, oh, you're so gorgeous or stuff like that, um, I, I, I don't see it. I'm just me. And I'm just like, this is, I've accepted I am who I am mm-hmm. and that's how it's going to be. I've accepted my personality. My personality is not going to change. I'm always going to be honest in a nice way. If I'm honest and I'm brutally honest, it means I'm trying to help you usually because mm. I am a very helpful person. I love helping people. If someone wants something, I'm the one that makes it happen. I've been like that my entire life. Everything like that. It's super funny. Like if a friend comes up to me and says, I'm trying to do this. I will go out of my way to try to make it happen. Yeah. And it's just, I've always been like, it's not going to change. I'm very over, I'm over ambitious and that's never going to change. Um, it's so I've accepted my personality. It's just so like it, the body thing is just like a, well, how's being in the industry? You know, I went to the body positivity panel yesterday, which was, I don't beautiful. get to go those, to those yet because I'm always signing. <laughs> right, right. It was it was it was beautiful. There was a a, a larger gentleman who was sharing. You know, he's a, he was a bit. I mean, we're talking large mm-hmm. fella, and he is like a new talent, new male talent. And you know, it got very emotional, and mm-hmm. he's like crying, and I'm sitting there trying not to cry, and I think other people are trying not to cry. I think and, it's, <laughs> it's, but like, how, how's being in the industry affect your relationship with your body? Are you the type to compare, or does do I the try not, not matter, to compare? Or? I try not to. That's a big thing. Like comparing yourself to somebody is so bad. Sure, but we're we also, you know, we are flawed people who have fucked up relationships with these meat skins we're in. And I, it's like it's so funny. Like you think about it, right? When you were a kid running around in your diaper or something, you have no cares in the world about how you look, right? Yeah. You're just like, fuck it, you know? Um, we start like thinking about our bodies about like teenage uh, time. And it's just funny how like this whole form of how we should look is like, basically, everyone goes through it. It's not like one person or other. Everyone goes through it. And it's just intriguing how it's like that. But it's um, just how you're like saying that they were talking about just talking about the body and everyone's getting emotional because we all go through it. We all don't like our imperfections. And it's just, it's so intriguing how the brain works. Like it's like society has told us this is what perfection is, but there's no such thing as perfection. That's certainly the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Kim, everyone's like, 
Um, it's funny. Like everyone's like, I like my girls natural, and then they're like watching Kim Kardashian. I'm like, she ain't natural. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of fake right there. <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's intriguing. Well, uh, having the having the the you know body issues that you had, mm-hmm. you know, as a dancer, and then transitioning into porn, was that difficult for you? Did the porn validate things for you? I mean, like, how was it kind porn? of being naked in front of other people, struggling with that? Um, porn actually has given me more confidence Mm -hmm. because, and, um, uh, it's funny because I always thought I, it's so hard when you're in your twenties to now judge it. And now I'm like in my thirties and like, well, God, man, I was in my twenties and this is like your time of trying to figure out who the fuck you are, you know? But, um, I did struggle then, but first like the porn, I think it's more of my supporters that give me the confidence. How so? Because they're very positive. Like they're not just coming up to me saying, "Oh, you look good." Mm-hmm. You know, they're they really, really mean it. And when my like other fellow adult stars that, and directors and stuff, and are uh, I see I'm seeing improvements, and I I look at these photos and I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And it, it's so. It's giving me more confidence. It's just like, it's, we all go up and down. It's like, sure. you know, it's like the stock market, you know, you can always be up. Yeah. You know, there's always some type of down. And like right now I'm just, I'm like in a little bit down and I'm trying mm. to like this year to go back up. I'll figure out my way, yeah. but I don't know. It's, I don't, it's hard to explain. Like, I wish I could like, like go into my brain, like, and pull out the file cabinets and be able to like decipher through everything but the subconscious develops right when we get out of the wound so like and you're so it's you can't even uh, like choose what you want to influence you you know you might be uh you know when you're a baby you get a needle all of a sudden it hurts and as a baby in your subconscious needle hurts and now you're fear fear needles because our conscious even isn't even developed yet mm-hmm. So like it's like in my mind. I sorry. I'm so like into the brain. Please no. This is good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come on. (laughs) But like, it's things like that. Is they start developing so much to try to pick it apart. God, man, that's a lot of fucking therapy. Are you into those like little uh, those little brain hacks? The life hacks that have to do with like you know you do this for twenty minutes. You're gonna your brain's gonna recondition this stuff like that. No, I have those I've, are fun. I've done. Uh, I believe in like doing like the word cross and like finding the words and stuff like that and keeping my memory sharp. Okay, I'm very like that and, and working the brain. Like when I do like my about, scripts and how about stuff. Crosswords. I do crosswords. Right. I do. Do you New York I, Times app? I I'm ba- I'm way worse at crosswords. I'm more Sudoku. Oh, because I am I am I'm slightly OCD, so I like to count. So I like to go and try to get every all the numbers and stuff like that. Um, I like word searches because I like to kind of it's uh it's a, it's a pattern type thing. Um, what else I usually do? Um. I do like the little app that's supposed to help like exercise your brain. So you do like math, um, reading, uh, you'll do like matching yeah. and just kind of, kind of exercise. I believe in that because, um, I just want to make sure I keep my brain sharp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want my memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. And maybe by then you'll start to be able to like take in names. <sighs> I've given up on it, man. I feel like saying if I hate you it should count. 
Yeah, unless it's like I don't know, like a significant other, because like I don't know, I feel like I feel like uh, like me saying to my girlfriend, like, "Hey, you, I, I, you know, I don't think she'll be my girlfriend for much longer." <laughs> That's why I say, "Hey, sweetie." Yeah, you say, oh, mm, there you go, right there. Um, I, so I'm also told you are like the social media gal when it comes to porn. Like you are. <laughs> The award-winning social media queen. I have. I won two awards for social media. I are those AVNs or no? Okay. I have not won an AVN just, just yet. Curious. Yet. <laughs> um, no. That one was for Night Moves. Okay. And then the other one is Inked Awards. So something that you know seems to be a trend of those things I like bring up and I've been I just noticed and I, I really get into talking about because I can do this like say with comedy I could do the same thing but like the then I was just talking to Penny who's been doing this since like oh three mm-hmm. and so it's like what was like tell me the difference in like what has changed in the industry and social media is like key like you you tell someone who wants to start doing porn or camming now the first thing you tell them to do is like start yes, a Twitter okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, t- can you tell us a little bit about how intricate uh, social media is to porn today? God, man, it's like a fucking bitch. <laughs> it's funny because I I feel like I have so much to learn. So I'm so grateful for those awards and being noticed for it because I feel like I God, man, I have so much ambition. This is the over ambitious part of me mm. where I'm like, I'm not where I'm at yet because my goal is like here and I'm only here right <laughs> now. So all these awards, I'm like, thanks, but I'm not where I want to what's, be yet. What's the goal when you're pointing to the here? You're here. So what's a, I, what is this? So this, this a million followers. Yeah, I want a million followers on all social media. Not okay. just I don't want a favor one. I want them on all because I feel like when it's on all, it's it's more world because you'll see one with like perfect example is like they have like three point maybe like three million followers on instagram but then you go on their like twitter and they have like five hundred thousand. not saying that's not a lot i want to be on all of it uh-huh. so that's my goal for this is it's actually my main goal for this year is that and what so, is it that you do that's so above and beyond compared to the other girls? Well, I, I don't know because I don't know the other girls do. I feel like... <laughs> you, what, you don't follow the other porn stars? <laughs> I do, but like I don't know how they run their business. Right, but but, but there's, you know, there's there apparently what I'm told, like I said, I... AVN, I only get sometimes get limited time to. Re- I can't do the in depth research like mm-hmm. with each guest because everyone's like all one weekend. And the main thing that was per- stressed was like she loves to talk. You're gonna have fun talking with her, <laughs> ginger milf type, um, and and social media queen. And you know, but but th- so, but that is so integral now. Yeah, right 10, now, 15 years ago, it wasn't even part of the business. When I first got six years ago, yeah. when I got into porn. It wasn't mandatory. Like, you had a social media, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Like, everyone. Like, you have to have the followers. It's, it's, you have to have the links. You have to be, you have to post every day. You have to be on it. So, like, when I go, like, I went on vacation, like, uh, before AVN, and I was kind of, like, I I took, like, a break. Mm -hmm. It's, like, Where'd Lauren go? Oh gosh! You know, did like, you like? Did you show up and you're checking your mentions and everyone's like, "Are you okay? Is everything <laughs> fine?" I ha- I actually like would schedule like once a day. I would kind of put something up because I most of the time, excuse me, I schedule uh I schedule most of the mandatory stuff. So like the photos I took yesterday, I've scheduled them to for sure. today. Um, but I spread them out too. Like I don't like to to put all everything on one day either. Uh, and I try to make sure that I use trending hashtags as well. You know, mm. it's all about the hashtag. So 
if someone wants to get started in the industry today, maybe they just want to start camming or doing something like that, the combo stuff mm-hmm. of the cam and the sexting, the phone sex, all that stuff. Um, and the first thing you probably tell them is, okay, start your social media accounts. What do you tell them to start posting when they literally are on like day one, week one? What are, what are you posting to start I building I don't know. a persona? I don't know. Well, what were you starting know. with? I I was just me. You were just being... I was just me. You are just being my Most of the time when girls come up to me and they ask me questions, like that um i say this is what i say there's a job called an advisor and if you want my advice how to run your business you can pay me (laughs) but technically in my mind there's enough people in this goddamn fucking industry we don't need any (laughs) more and that's that's the jersey girl hey as a comedian (laughs) gosh do i feel that (laughs) i live in new york city where someone from nebraska moves every day to start telling dick jokes in a basement and yeah, uh, come yeah. on. You're just like, what the fuck, man? Because comedy is There's a only really so hard many thing. Spots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like in my mind, I'm like, I would like to consider me taking two dicks in my asshole is something not not like there's a good percentage of people that can do it, but not everyone can do it. So I'm like, hey, I might not be a doctor. But, you know, I don't see that doctor taking two dicks. I can do double anal. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. (laughs) And then you see someone do their first double anal and be like, come on. There's too many of us doing double anal here. It's supposed to be my lane. Stay in your (laughs) lane, lady. Do that double vaginal. That's your lane. I'm the double anal. Like, um, it's just, uh, I feel like when it comes to stuff like that, like nowadays, um, back in the day, you would use affiliate links. Every, we would all link together. Like, oh, you want to do like when I joined Streamate, yeah. I, I used my friend's affiliate link. I'm so about they to sign up for percentage. Sex Panther and I made sure yeah. to text a friend and be like, hey, do you have a referral link? Because, like, yeah. you know, I'll but use not it. A, not, a, not a lot of these uh, newbies know, uh, know to do that. They just want to go and do it. So it's kind of like, I, I would love to help somebody out. But, the but thing only is, if you use I'm my helping, affiliate. Yeah. I'm helping you to take my job. You know, like I'm giving you my things that I had to learn. Like everyone that comes up, how do you go into porn? How do you get into porn? You want to know how I got into porn? I Googled it. That's it. I went. My friend was like, you could be great as a porn star. I went on Google and Google wasn't even as big as it is now. (laughs) And I was looking up. Oh, I knew I found out I had to go to move to Florida. I was like, well, you know what? I need to know if I can. Is that what it said? Move to Florida. (laughs) Basically, a lot of the things was in Florida. As I I talked to people, because at the time when I did it, there was a site called... um, sexyjobs.com it's not really existed anymore but everyone i would talk to that would send you emails they always said florida and i knew our la and i couldn't afford la at the time yet so i was like so i'm like well i have to figure out how to have if i could have sex in front of people first what i do i i was like all right well how do i figure that out i googled and found about swinging and I found swinging clubs. It's all, it's it's just picking stuff apart. And then when I, um, I moved to, like, I didn't, I didn't say, hey, how do I get into camming? The girl was like, you should get into camming. And that's how I got into and it. you just figured just it out. I just figured it out. And I, I looked at people back in the day, like six, like six to uh, five years ago, it wasn't like we all like broke in to do our things. Cam girls are really fucking tight. And when we saw like, if I had gotten off and I knew my friend was getting on and I saw her show was going a little slow, we would tip each other to get the show the show going. And there's not a lot of girls like that anymore. Mm. So it's just like the give and take is really hard to get. 
the to, community isn't as tight. It yeah, sounds like. yeah. That's I feel like I feel like I don't want to say it's not as tight. I feel like it depends on. It's hard when you have so many new people coming in and out. Sure. So with this new employment law that's coming that has been enforced now the, in California, the freelancer thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even think about how that was going to affect porn. I'm assuming that. Uh, it's going to affect porn a lot because you're going to have, there's a lot of businesses now that want you to be incorporated and no newbie is going to just go right out, out of that and get incorporated if they're coming right mm. into it. Cause it's a lot of money and it's a lot of research as well. So like, I don't know. It's, it's a, um, it's a thing. I don't know. It, yeah. I, I consider when I chose this, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not, I want to make money. Like if I if I wanted money, I I, I could have kept with the thing I was doing, yeah. get married, have kids, and my husband would have took care of me. You know, that's that's that was if I wasn't doing <laughs> porn, that probably would have been the route I would do. But um, I didn't. I I I fell in love with it, and now I always will love dance as a performer. Now now I'm another performer, and this is my second love. Okay. Well, before we go, that one question that I, I like asking, especially for y'all who have made it past the average porn lifespan of six months, um, <laughs> uh, what if you could go back to you, dancer, you just starting, what's one mistake you made when you were starting that you would go back and fix? As a performer? As a, Yeah, in, in porn, in porn, yeah. Oh, I probably would have waited and uh, waited for my first anal scene. That's one thing I fucked up. Okay. Because I did because of money reasons or no, I just didn't know about it. So the the person that booked my agent my uh my anal scene didn't give me my first anal rate. Oh, okay. So because so, you just didn't realize to ask for more. I for didn't. It. Yeah, and I was so new. Um, I just wanted to do scenes. I didn't know there was a special rate for new for new sure. stuff. How do you um, feel about that? There's a talk right now about. Uh, the difference in rates for like interracial scenes. I I I actually have really no comment on that because I don't do it, oh, okay. and um, I respect other people's uh, opinions. I might not agree on them, hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, it's their body, their choice. Sure. So we can't we I can't say it's your body, your choice, but what you're doing is wrong. Hmm. You know why is it? And it comes back. Why I, I'm not here to judge anybody. I just do. You're taking what, care of Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. I respect whatever they want to do, but at the end of the day, I have my business to run, and I don't do that. Okay. Well, Lauren, where can people go uh, find you? Look at you naked. Uh, read the tweets. <laughs> um, you, all my social media is the same, which is Lauren fills up. L a u r e n f i l l s u p. The only thing that's different is my Snapchat because I got taken down, mm. and that's Miss Fills Up. M s f i l l s u p. I like how you got around <laughs> the like. How do you spell Phillips? Uh, you were like, how about let's skip that? Yeah, <laughs> and um, I have laurenphillips.com. I have thefirebush.com. What's the firebush? Uh, that's my bush. <laughs> so wait, wait, but and how's that separate from laurenphillips.com? So Lauren, uh, laurenphillips.com is a hardcore website where uh, the firebush is my premium Snapchat. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then you can just search on me on Pornhub. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Lauren, thanks for uh, making the time to chat with me. I hope you have a, a fun night at the, yeah, the party. And, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> and why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? See you later. 
Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, everybody, with all the voices you got to hear. I uh, hope you're going to go follow Lauren Phillips on social media. You can follow Adam Lyons, the dating coach. Uh, you can also go follow Andrea Allen and Brian from the Front Porch Swingers podcast. I think they're at FP Swingers. And you should surely be following me. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Billy is Presida. I'm on Twitter at the Billy Presida. And of course, if you're one of those Facebook people who doesn't care about privacy, come on over and like my Facebook fan page. And if you want to shoot me an email with your, your comments, your questions, your criticisms, your titty pictures, you can send any of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. I'd love for y'all to join our fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, not only is it a cool way to connect with like-minded listeners and gain access to a whole slew of bonus content, but you know what? It also supports me as an artist and a creator. I put out this podcast every week, haven't missed a Wednesday in 300 plus Wednesdays. Plus, I've also produced nearly 200 bonus episodes for my patrons. And I'm only able to commit so much time and energy to this show because I don't have to go into an office Monday morning. I keep the level of quality of this show up because listeners like you are going to go over there and uh, support me. Even if it's just that $2 at a time, every dollar counts. So go become a member today. Uh, Join us at the $7 level and join us for our very first monthly Zoom hangout. Come take your pants off with me, May 7th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy the benefits, support the show, become a member today at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Uh, next week, we've got on an intimacy coordinator. That's like a new rising, budding job in Hollywood that just kind of, you know, aids a consent-heavy onset experience uh it's a really cool episode i'm very excited to share that one with y'all everybody so until then get geeky get kinky get pins stay slutty